It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Today's match is in the books and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome into the RSL post-match show. Real Salt Lake beats Austin FC 2-1 on the road. And I'm Jay Catch, joined by Spencer Warren as we break down uh, tonight's match. And Spenno, it took all of, let's see, four hours. But hey, <laughs> RSL wins 2-1. Yeah, I'm buzzing, man. It's, it, it's such a nice feeling, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yes. To, uh, especially after the disappointment of midweek, um, uh, Jake. But uh, the way they fought, the way they just you know defended, they had to defend for long periods yes but uh i'm, I'm more delighted for rubio rubin than anyone else right now sure. getting that monkey off his back and, and getting a couple of goals uh that proved to be the winners and that's the thing about this uh this is a guy we had that extended like kind of pseudo halftime deal and dj mentioned that he was scoring a goal every 855 minutes well he's got two on the season now and it's his first brace since early 2021 per uh obviously rsl pr maestro uh trey fitzgerald so impressive Impressive stuff, honestly, from Rubio Rubin to have him respond the way he did in this match. And uh, I also got to say, and we were talking about yourself air with uh, the guys who were calling the game, DJ and Jay, Gavin Beavers. Mm. What a performance for that young man. You talk about they were defending for long stretches, and he had he was getting peppered uh, by Austin. They obviously clawed that goal back in stoppage time, but impressive work from that young man in goal. Yeah, he just looks so confident. And, you know... He, when, when somebody has a shot, you feel like he's going to make a save. He's going to come up with a big play. Uh, and that just adds to the confidence the back four will have in front of him. Um, we talked about it at halftime that the, with Jay about how his ability to come off his line and claim the ball instead of punching, but actually grab mm-hmm. the ball, how, how it relieves pressure. And to be doing this at 18 years old, I mean... Yeah. The sky's the limit for him. I really feel it. And, and this is why the front office were more high on him than they were with Jeff Dusnip that was mm-hmm. coming through just a little bit older and, and David Ochoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just, I ra- you know, raised an eyebrow. I don't see him day in, day out. And sure. he was, you know, 15, 16 years old at that time. Uh, but he's just gone from strength to strength. We saw him being really solid down with the Monarchs last season. And now he just looks like he's meant to be here. And, and as we said... He's going to give Zach McMath a run for his money and, and Pablo Hamastrani a headache of what he's going to do because he hasn't let that side down at all uh, since he's come in as the number one. Yeah, and he, he absolutely. And that's the thing about this. Are we going to have a goalkeeper controversy once Zach McMath is fully fit and able to re- resume? And we'll find out. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Pablo handles it, but mm-hmm. he definitely has a controversy brewing on his hands because this is a young man. And there's that adage in sports that if you have two players of equal um, ability – 
you typically lean that that kind of tiebreaker is youth. And in this case, you have a, a barely 18-year-old goalkeeper who seems like he has all of his future in front of him, mm-hmm. whereas Zach McMath, who's been a solid keeper for many, many years in this league, and been, he was the Iron Man a year ago for Real Salt Lake, he's done, done nothing wrong with this, but it's going to be crazy to see how ultimately they decide to approach that moving forward. But they at least have the benefit of, hey, we, we can you can now really let Zach fully get fit. You don't have to force him to come mm-hmm. back early. You have a young buck in Gavin Beavers who's holding things down on the back end nicely. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, as you say, um, it doesn't matter if clubs are interested in, yeah. in him in Europe. I mean, if that happens, that happens. Good luck to him. But enjoy him while we've got him. Sure. We enjoyed David Ochoa whilst we had him, um, you know, for all his antics. But he was a good goalkeeper as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I just feel like we should, you know, reward these young players. I'm always skeptical about young players, um, not about their ability, but how much you give them, how much pressure you put on them sure. when it goes wrong. I was very critical the, of the coaching staff putting me in the firing line against Columbus Crew. Um, uh, when we got peppered. The, the lineup around him, especially yeah. in that match. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, with that back line being a little bit smaller, he adds that extra height, you know, 6'4, six, 6'5, six, with a huge wingspan as well. Mm-hmm. As I said, coming off his line, confident handling, um, it just makes it a little bit easier. Now, uh, the one thing I will say is that Brian Vera has been beaten twice for goals, headed mm-hmm. goals. Um, and. This is why I prefer him at that left back role. Sure. We saw her, that marauding run in the second half mm-hmm. with, with that ended up with a shot and <laughs> throwing someone on the ground. He's almost like a linebacker, a small linebacker, um, that his build and, and his mm-hmm. physique and, and his power. Um, but that's why I like him uh, a little bit out. And obviously, you miss if Marcelo Silva's there. That goal doesn't happen, sure. and it yeah. doesn't happen in Colorado as well. And, that, and that's the thing about this is you're right. It, it may be time that hey, if you have those three available, mm. obviously that's the big question mark. If all three are available. You just said you might just move Vera out to the left back yep. and say that that's our that's our back line. And you you talk you've talked about this. You want to see some maybe change up in some of the lineup. They potentially consider with those three essentially yeah. going to a three man back line and then having essentially two wing backs that can mm-hmm. really maraud forward as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite sure. uh, by any stretch, but yeah. it also kind of masks the lack of six mm-hmm. and Correct. and uh, doesn't hurt Pablo uh, uh, Ruiz and Jasper Loffelson mm-hmm. and and. Um, uh, and Brian Ojeda, I thought it was excellent yeah. tonight, by the way. Um, yeah, I, I think that there is. But we've settled on the four four two. It's hard to argue right now as you sit on 19 points, just above the playoff line, uh, right. level on points with, with Austin, tonight's opponent. And you're looking up at the table and you're thinking, okay, it's super tight. As in, we could essentially, uh, with, with the right results, be in sixth with another win mm-hmm. and all of a sudden things are starting to look rosy and I can't be downcast on the radio um, so uh, but no the positives we will take them where we can it was a backs against the wall type of performance sure. it was a gritty performance from Real Salt Lake in the image of their coach and how he played and I thought that was excellent certainly things to work on but they will cer- it certainly goes a long long way to the disappointment of midweek uh, the collapse against LA Galaxy well yeah it's going to it's going to wash that kind of that bitter taste they had mm-hmm. from Wednesday right out of their mouth real quick and that's the thing you want to see from a club like this you didn't want to see that have a hangover effect mm-hmm. on this and you mentioned the fact it was a gritty win it goes to that whole ex-dog mentality that this club has had for the better part of a season and a half now at this point it just goes to kind of their whole ethos of how they've gone about things under Pablo Mastroeni's leadership and it it's going to be interesting to see how they continue to respond because they have a big match, obviously Wednesday in the U.S. Huge. Open Cup play, yeah. and then you in the next two are at is the next two or three at home 
I think it's at least two because they have the NYCFC coming in Saturday. But you're 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 carrying some momentum off the road now into that game against Galaxy, and yeah. at the same time, you're going to have a squad here who remembers how disappointed they were Wednesday. They're going to be out for some blood this coming Wednesday as well. Yeah, and and you saw the 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 start to the second half against LA Galaxy. How much RSL were in control? If they had continued that, as sure. in not got into that foot race as we we spoke about in pregame. Mm-hmm. They would have seen that game out yeah. because the, they have the ability to defend. Yes, they gave up a goal late to Austin tonight. Mm-hmm. But generally, it was um, uh, young Gavin Beavers coming off his line, making up some saves, some good clearances, um, but getting the bodies in the spacing right, which is hugely important uh, between the midfield and the back line. Um, just to go on your point, mm-hmm. uh, NYCFC coming in for the next league game on the 10th. Sure. Then they're back on the road to D.C. Then it's two on the bounce at home. Okay, Sorry, so- no, no, it's, it's two on the bounce on the road. Sorry, St. Louis uh, will be visiting and then back home uh, against uh, okay. Minnesota. So it's fairly balanced back yeah. and forth. Okay, got it. All right, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle this upcoming stretch, but it's a huge, huge deal. Obviously, punch your ticket to the semifinals U.S. Open Cup Wednesday night, and then you have NYCFC coming across the country to elevation. Uh, these next two matches have different implications, obviously, for both of them, but both of them very important in their own right. But the nice part is you carry tonight's result in your back pocket, all three points, giving you some momentum going into this big week ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that, that's vital. And the fact that you've got the likes of Paulo Ruiz coming back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Amika Nelly doesn't pick up a yellow card, so he's not suspended. Correct. Marcelo Silva is fit, just didn't travel, and, mm-hmm. and Jefferson Savarino will be back Wednesday. Deal, so yeah. all of a sudden, things look a little bit rosy, and you've got... You can't have one eye on the uh, the semifinal. You've got business to do on Wednesday sure. night. But if you can get a full complement of players and they've been successfully rotated again, mm-hmm. Andrew Brody to come back in more than likely, um, whether that's right back and Brian Vera goes to left back or if Brian Vera, who's played a ton of minutes recently, have been consistent for RSL because of Marcelo Silva's injuries and, and uh, Justin Glad's uh, suspension. Maybe he drops to the bench, but all of a sudden, you know, you've got options off the bench, good quality options. Well, and you mentioned this in the, in the pre-match show, you wanted to see them have some continuity in the in the eleven and even in the eighteen to a degree. And it was well, it's more than that; it's no longer just the eighteen. You have more actually more options in that off the bench. Yeah. But you wanted to see more continuity with a full complement of options to pick from. That is going to lend itself to a potential for that to happen, even though mm-hmm. there's a little, still a little bit of a compressed schedule this month. Yeah, but you're starting to look at um, you know between. Um, uh, when they play at home against NYCFC, sure. then it's a week uh, before you go to DC. So it'll be uh, maybe a couple of days off for the guys. Mm-hmm. They can just go away and just decompress because yeah. it has been so full on. Uh, but some good training sessions, you get uh, other people back. The only one that's unfortunate for me is Eric Holt, who's done for the season with that uh, shoulder surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel sorry for him because whilst I questioned the, the contract extension that he got, because you know clearly he's the fourth-choice centre-back, sure. he actually came out the season and done pretty darn well, and I, I feel sorry for him because maybe they saw something uh, that I don't see we, uh, day in, day out, um, but he certainly looked like uh, looked the part uh, at centre-half, and we are going to miss him now because, again, the games are going to come thick and fast. Obviously, you've got that little bit of a break, but you've got Leagues Cup in there as well, mm-hmm. and if you've got a semi-final to look forward to or a final to look forward to, it's just adding more and more games. Uh, our friends over at the RSL show here on KSL just uh, mentioned, so uh, Vancouver got a late equalizer in their match against Sporting oh. Kansas City. So with that result, it actually pushes RSL to ninth on yeah. a tiebreaker, but that's above the playoff line. Yeah, so- and that's that's all you can ask for right now is just I, I'm absolutely delighted that um, 
that that we we're, we're there. It, it, it's it's a little step forward, and it's all about steps. You know, mm-hmm. you, who's the NBA basketball player that talked about it recently? Uh, oh, Jazz. you're talking about um, Giannis? Yeah, Kumbo, yeah, yeah. And 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 that's what you want. You just mm-hmm. want to get little mile, milestones under your belt. And and RSL did that tonight, and it wasn't pretty at times. Uh, rode their luck at times, but two really quality finishes, and it came from. Really good service into the yes. box. Jasper Lofferson with the first excellent ball into the box. And if Rubio doesn't get it, Anderson Julio does. Um, and then you've got to feel sorry for, for Alex Ring, to be honest with yeah. you. A central midfielder playing centre-back and trying to, trying to handle two players at yeah. the same time. I don't know what happened there. But then Michael Chang could mm-hmm. have gone and probably would have um, uh, last week would have taken a shot. Mm-hmm. Decides to pull that back and, and, and Rubio Rubin with an expert finish, r- sure. reverse finish yeah. to, to put it in the back of the net, which turns out to be the winner. Yep, so RSL gets the 2-1 victory, collects all three points on the road, and continues was actually been a very surprisingly strong start to the season for Real Salt Lake as they approach the midway point of the season on the road. Uh, we will continue to break things down here on this RSL post-match show. We'll have post-game comments from Pablo Mastroeni as well as any RSL players that come to the podium uh, live for you as well. We'll take a break here. We'll come back on the other side and let you hear from those as they sit down with the media. This is the RSL post-match show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to the RSL post-match show here on the RSL Radio Network. Spencer Warren, Jay Catch, breaking things down here as RSL gets a 2-1 victory on the road at Austin FC. And by the way, a little bit of a revenge. Uh, obviously, uh, Austin came into yeah. Sandy and got a win earlier this season. And one of those ones that RSL kind of ruse in, in terms of home matches they had a chance in. Well, they get some revenge on the road on Austin's home turf. Yeah, and, and it was vital because... Mm-hmm. The, the goals that RSL gave up, even though they were great finishes yeah. um, by Gallagher and, and Wolf, um, they were avoidable uh, yes. with regards to just the midfield stepping out or a defender stepping out mm-hmm. and, and closing down. Um, slow to react. Tonight, RSL um, got, their, got a little bit of revenge. And again, it, it could be a momentum changer because their road form has been so good uh, of late, particularly the you know last week where they, they did a really phenomenal job, or the week before, I should say. Yeah, pulling seven um, points out of those three matches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, four, technically. All right, sure. well, semantics, yeah. all right. <laughs> um, uh, but it, it's made up for yeah. the poor form at home, and if we can get it right at home, and it should have been right, with uh, against LA Galaxy, but if we can mm-hmm. get it right, then all of a sudden you can shoot up the table really quickly because it is so condensed, and that's going to be vital for RSL when it comes to the dog days again. It gets warm, um, you're traveling on the road, that kind of stuff, and, and you're getting tired as the season goes on. You're, you're carrying those niggling injuries and playing through the pain barrier and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get, uh, obviously, it's not you know rocket science. If you can get as many points as possible, uh, but making sure that your home form is is peaking, mm-hmm. um, then obviously RSL will be looking um, looking down rather than up at, at the playoff line. And that's the big thing about this. You, you mentioned this in that halftime show is you'd like to see RSL actually have like a, a buffer in a way going into the pl- into the final weeks of the season knowing, hey, we are in a playoff position rather, as you, rather than having to rely on a mixture of results and your potential form to get you in just scraping into the playoffs. Now, RSL's done very good when they've gotten into those playoffs of late when they at times, but you'd like at some point for them to be, actually be the club that, hey, 
we can do this and we can make sure we have ourselves firmly in playoff position come the month of October when you're getting ready actually for those playoffs. Yeah, not looking for favors mm-hmm. and, and not looking for that, you know, as DJ mentioned at halftime, not looking uh, to play that playoff, that in game, yeah. uh, the playoff. That will be lovely. Although I'd love an extra game because I'm a fan and I want to watch RSL <laughs> at home or, yeah. you know, anytime uh, as much as possible. Um, it would be lovely for those guys to get away, have a few days off, and then start training again, uh, heal up, and, and, uh, yeah, oh, looks like we've got Pablo Mastroini. Yeah, it looks like Pablo is sitting down. Then the camera went off. Oh, no, there he is again. <laughs> I'm not sure what is going on at the moment. He's got up and he's walking off. He's, he said it. We missed it. <laughs> he made a two-word statement. He's out. Um, yeah, well, we were waiting him to sit down again. We'll carry that as soon as he sits down. He looks like he is sitting down. This is what they call stretching in the business. Exactly, yeah. All right, here we go. Pablo Mastroini sitting down to address the media after RSL beats Austin FC 2-1 right here on the RSL Radio Network. Awesome. Well, this time I can say congrats on the win um, in, instead of the, the tie that I mistook last time. But uh, I'm curious what it took for your guys to be able to keep their composure uh, and for Rubin to stay hot in front of goal, even despite that two-hour delay you guys had. Yeah, no, I think the the group as a whole really showed a lot of grit tonight. Um, you know, I, I think we knew what we were up against, you know, against a team like Austin, who's, who's really good at home. We've had some battle, you know, in the last couple of years. Um, and really, they just kind of material defensively. I, I thought we did a really good job for the majority of the game in, in denying those entry passes into the half spaces, um, which is an area that we focused on. And, you know, I think there's, there's uh, you know, you're, you're not always going to get the run of the game, but I think the chances that we did create were, were good ones. And uh, just super happy for Rubio, who uh, has – had a tough start to see, um, but you know I talk about mentality all the time, and uh, I think that's a great example. Uh, you know, a young man that that uh, hasn't hasn't been um, able to hit the back of the net, and, and tonight he, he comes up trumps with two huge goals uh, to secure the result. And you know, there's a bunch of uh, huge performances out there. I, I think you can you know start in the back with Gav and the center backs, guys in the midfield really chewed up the ground, Ojeda and Jasper and. Mecca and, and the guys up top were, were effortless um, in, in their desire to, you know, to, to, to work for the team. So uh, it, was a, it was a great team performance. Um, and, you know, I think we need to use this as a, uh, a big, big motivation to, to next, uh, next Wednesday as we uh, you know, try to move on in the Open Cup. And then, yeah, just going back to Rubio real quick, um, I'm curious if you saw – a performance like this coming from him and, and, and maybe could this be the start of, of a hot streak for him going forward? You know, I, I think Rubio has been, um, he's been fantastic on both sides of the ball for us. And, and unfortunately, um, you know, when, when you're a striker, uh, you're going to be judged solely on your, on, on the goals you score, but he has been um, dogged in his work behind the ball, setting up a press, um, playing teammates in, and he's been in, 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 in a lot of great spots. And, and, and sometimes in, in soccer, um, the, only, the only thing to do is put your head down and keep moving forward. And, and so, again, credit to, to Rubio for his um, willingness to stay in there and, and his great performance on both sides of the ball. And, and I think that's what, when you talk about team, you need everyone, especially going through this stretch of games that it seems endless um, every three days. Um, and, and the guys that didn't stay, to beat, and I think that's those are some of the those are some of the uh, undercurrents that I think um, 
I see, cause I work with the guys every day. Um, that that's, that's easy to, um, easy to miss. You know, I think we've played, you know, I think there's eight, eight new starters tonight from, from last weekend's game. And I thought those guys, uh, whatever Wednesday's game. And I thought those guys played really, really well and we weren't able to get a result. And then eight new players jump in and they do really, really well in a difficult place to play and we get the results. So um, there, there's, there's definitely some momentum uh, within the group and it builds great competition, great camaraderie um, and just excited for the guys tonight. Awesome. Thanks. All right. Just a update before we switch. Um, we do know the Wi-Fi is a little bit finicky right now, so we do have a videographer recording. Um, so we'll go ahead and switch to Dylan now. Your line's open. Hey, Paolo. Um, uh, sticking with, with, with Rubio a little bit, as you mentioned, you know, kind of goal scores are, are judged by the, the goals they put in and maybe the assists they set up. Um, and obviously two years ago um, I had that great, year and um has kind of struggled to at least numbers wise put those up but um and i think you might have alluded to it but i might have you might have broken up there but what have you seen something necessarily like in 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 training um where you felt like this was this was maybe coming from him and and um um do you need to have a conversation with a guy like that you know because obviously you know strikers are are, are a bit a bit finicky sometimes yeah, no, I think, you know, Rubio has been scoring goals in training. And, and, and I think that's, that, that's the reason why, you know, you know, we decided to, to, to give him a run up top. He, he's, he's, a good, he's a good striker. He, again, all the little things he does is, is, is top level. And, and the one thing that was eluding him was the back of the net. And like I said, in training, he's hitting the back of the net consistently. And, and there's, a, there's a confidence component uh, to strikers. You know, I, I think... Um, and, and that's why you see all over the world, you, you know, oftentimes you go with the hot hand uh, because it is streaky. Sometimes, you know, they, 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 they can't find the back of the net from three yards out. And, and like tonight, two really quality finishes. And, and more importantly, the finishes was, was his positioning, particularly the first one. And those are things that we've been working extremely hard with our, with our attackers um, is, is getting back, back shoulder um, and, and crossing opportunities and uh, great delivery from Jasper and, and, and so I think this is a, a confidence builder for not only the group, but for Rubio in particular. And uh, when you have informed strikers like Danny and, 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 and Rubio, um, it, it, it's a great, great situation for our group. Sean, your line's open. Yeah, Paolo, I, I know you don't like to stand and watch very much and look at the table and that sort of thing. And I'm not going to bring up positioning. But I did notice looking at the table, this is your guys' third win on the road this year. What is it about this team that just knows how to grind out results on the road, I guess? Sorry, Sean, I didn't hear the question. I I broke up. I broke up. Let me try again. Uh, This is your third win on the road this year. What is it about this team that just knows how to – how to dig in and grind out results, but also like get big results, I guess, on the road. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's been really interesting because at home I feel oftentimes we're, we're, we're playing, we, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we want to play well um, for our fans. We want to score goals for our fans, but we also want to win for our fans. And at times there's that pressure in the back of your head. I think when you go on the road, 
the onus is on the home team to do all that, you know, and I think we, we, we play almost a little bit more free. Um, and, and so I think really that's been the, the, the difference. And I think once we get that, that home win and we can secure two or three good home wins in a row, um, the tables will turn. But in the meantime, it's about getting points wherever you can. And if we're not getting it at home, the mindset, you know, for this trip wasn't to come here and, and, and get a draw. It was, it was to come here and get three points. And then again, I, uh, the credit goes to all the guys that really dug deep in, in difficult circumstances with the delay, um, with quite a few guys that are out and, and stayed back home um, to really put forth a, a wonderful performance, um, manage the game the right way, um, and, and ultimately get the result. Pablo, I'll finish with uh, just getting your thoughts on not just Gavin, but also the back line who put in a really, really strong shift. Uh, you've got a lot of guys that are moving positions um, and then, you know, throwing an 18-year-old to get in his first win in his career. What are your thoughts on their performance tonight? Yeah, no, I thought the back line was exceptional. Um, obviously anchored with with Jay Glad, and, and I thought he did a fantastic job. And and Brian and Bodie and, and, and Brian, I think, I think they were great against a team that really asks a lot of question of your defense. And, uh, you know, I think Gavin had a, a wonderful game. I, I think he, he managed the moments, right. Um, and more importantly, he came up trumps in, in, in you know, a, a lot of plays tonight where, where he get the ball out of the net. Um, so I think it's a great step in, in, in his, uh, you know, young career. Um, and it's absolutely um, important for, for young players to feel what it feels like um, and get the three points and play such an integral role in, in the game. So uh, I'm, I'm happy as can be for, for Gavin, uh, the back line, the team. And uh, again, I think it's a good standard to, to, to really lean on as, as we move forward. All right. Thank you, Pablo. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. There you go, Pablo Mastrani, uh talking after RSL gets a 2-1 victory over Austin FC. And Spenny, you heard him talk about the fact he's like, it's just this team's got, I, I, it's grit, I guess is the easiest way to describe it, in terms of their ability to kind of grind out some of these road wins. And it, it, there's something to be said for that. It's, it's a team that has the confidence to go on the road because we have seen many MLS squads, I'm not just speaking just of RSL, that their whole philosophy is go on the road and play for a draw. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it's tough to play for a draw, obviously. Sure. But, yeah. you know, but you go on the road and if you say you can have a point before the game starts, yeah. I'd snap your hand off. And, <laughs> and, and it's it's absolutely the case. Uh, the fact that they're picking up points in the road, um, they it's, it's taken off a little bit of the pressure that probably would be put on this team if they were they weren't picking up as as many points as they are because mm-hmm. they have been so um ske- oh, streaky at home sure. poor you know whatever you want to say so yeah i i just think it's it's really really helped um you know put rsl where they are obviously right now but it needs to continue and maybe switch so you can get that home form get the crowd into it get the bigger crowds uh, and get people excited for league's cup yeah absolutely uh let's pause 10 seconds for station id and we'll continue on right here with the RSL post-match show. Real Salt Lake is on 97.5 FM KZNS Colville, 1280 AM KZNS Salt Lake City, 1160 AM KSL Salt Lake City, and KSL FM HD2 Salt Lake City Midvale. This is the RSL Radio Network. All right, as we continue on here with the RSL post-match show, and Spino, I, I, 
the point I think that you and I are both are kind of we agree on is we're expecting RSL at some point to regain the home form they've shown mm-hmm. for years. At some point, that magic's going to come back. It feels like for this squad, but the, if they if, and once they find that with the ability to grind out some of these results on the road, they can find themselves in a very advantageous position. But it's just it, it's going to take them a, a minute to finally find that footing. It feels like yeah, absolutely. And and you're going to as I mentioned, you're going to until certain positions are uh, upgrade upgraded. Yeah. Upgrade, yeah, good point, yeah. Um, I, I, you're going to see streaky results, and and that's just the way it is. There's not not a lot um, Paulo Mascherini can do about that because he's working with what he's got. Mm-hmm. The front office are working the backsides off. Um, got plenty of players. They've got scouts all across the world, um, and you know it. it until the ownership pulls the trigger, they can't do that right sure. now because yeah. the transfer window is closed. Yeah, it's closed yeah. But it needs to happen. There needs to be at least two, I would say, um, at bare minimum, um, to, to th- that'll be vital to RSL, um, not just for this season, but going into 2024. And, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I'm starting to look. If you get it right, this transfer window, um, and they've got six months in the country, if they're coming from sure. abroad, yeah. uh, learning the language, getting comfortable, um, and Assimilating figuring to the out. League, yeah. yeah, exactly. Figuring it out. And obviously, they've done a really good job. You look at the likes of Brian Vera, and you look at the likes of Andres Gomez, mm-hmm. who've come in uh, this offseason and contributed immensely. Um, uh, and, and if they can continue to do that and get it right, then you're looking at 2024 as a better, uh, better all-round situation. We've got players sitting down. It appears to be... A double. Yeah, it's a double. So we've got... Uh, I'm My picture's... Okay, so we've got, so we got Gavin Beavers as well as... Uh, and who, who else? Rubio Rubin. Oh, Rubio Rubin, okay. All right, so we'll, we'll go right to their comments as they speak after the win in, in Austin. All right, Delmi, am I coming through? Yes, we can hear you. Perfect. All right, Caleb, go ahead. Your line's open. Hey guys, you're uh, it's still just still frozen on my screen, <laughs> so hopefully they can hear me. What? Okay, is it? Are we back? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, Rubio, congrats on the brace tonight. Uh, I just, I'm curious, how did it feel when you looked down and saw that ball go into the net? Oh, it felt great. Um, obviously, uh, you know, it's been like what, like 15 games, and um, it just feels great. And obviously, to do it against Austin after last year and getting that red card and losing in the playoffs and coming back here and doing that. Um, it's special, but most importantly, we got the three points and we're heading back home and, you know, kind of riding this momentum that, you know, I think with the last three games on the road or four games, we've gotten results, which is huge uh, for the team and for, for that confidence. And then Gavin, for you, obviously you were a big part of helping get, get those three points. Uh, almost finished with it with that clean sheet, but still got, got the win. Um, what Was there anything that felt different tonight um, in, in going in and having the performance that you did? Um, no, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, you know, I felt different in any sense, you know, but there was definitely, you know, we wanted to get three points tonight and uh, go out there and show what we can do, you know, so especially after last season, like Rubio said, you know, playoffs losing here. So coming out here and getting the three points was massive. And then either of you can answer this and I'm sure it's easier said than done, but how, how do you guys bring this kind of uh, magic, this kind of grit back home uh, to, to Utah on Wednesday? <clears throat> I just think, uh, 
you know, we can do it at home. I think uh, this last game midweek, uh, we had a little five minute lapse where we got, we conceded two goals and credit to them. Uh, you know, they scored a nice, nice goal. And, um, you know, we, we know we can do it at home. It's going to have that confidence and continue to have yeah, confidence to just do it at home and in front of our fan base and stuff like that. And I'm sure we'll take care of business on Wednesday and we have a great opportunity. Awesome. Thank you. Dylan, I'll jump to you. Hey, guys, congratulations um, on the win. Um, kind of piggybacking off that question, Rubio, you, you mentioned confidence a few times and obviously um, – you know, goals inspire confidence in a striker, right? Um, and, and a lot of times that can kind of be contagious and continue on. Uh, I, I guess kind of on the on the flip side of it, how difficult has it been for you, um, you know, to to not um, be able to put the ball in the net? I know, I know Pablo said, you, you know, you've been doing it at training and he's been seeing it there and you've been doing a lot of stuff um, that, you know, off the ball that maybe strikers don't get a lot of credit for other than the goals and assists. Um, but, but to get those two um, uh, kind of piggybacking again, wh what is the feeling like? And, and maybe what does this confidence do for you going forward? Uh, I think for confidence, it's huge. You know, seeing the back of the net for the first time this season just gives me, um, you know, different mentality and stuff. Like I said, when the goal gets, gets smaller and you're not scoring goals, you start to maybe overthink it. It's just a natural, natural thing that the human mindset um, has. Um, but for me, the biggest thing was just trusting myself to continue to push, to continue to fight and continue to, you know, train it, uh, most importantly, see it in training. And then ultimately just trusting myself in games and making sure that I, you know, put myself in positions where, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in front of the goal and, you know, one, one was supposed to go in and luckily today two went in and we, we got the win and obviously it gives me a lot of confidence, helps the team as well. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I can score on Wednesday and continue this momentum. All right, Sean, we'll finish with you. Rubio, I just want to know if uh, you scored that second goal with, like, I think quite literally your final touch of the match. I just want to know if you knew that you were being subbed out at that moment. And then I want to ask Gav, when you're done there, what his view was of your second goal. Uh, I I could see that, you know, subs were coming in. Obviously, it was Damir, so I knew maybe I was coming out and stuff. But, you know, just didn't really have any effect on me. I was kind of just playing until the last minute. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome, you know, seeing goals go in on the other goalkeeper, you know. So, uh, you know, we were on them for a bit, you know, for the last those two past two minutes. And then, you know, finally getting that opportunity and Rubio put it in the back of the net, you know. So, uh, you know, we played great and braced from him. So let's go. Yeah. Caleb, Sean, anything else from y'all? We're good. Thank you. Appreciate awesome. It. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. guys. There you go, uh, Pablo, uh, Pablo, Rubio Rubin, as well as Gavin Beavers after RSL wins 2-1. And good to hear from both of them, honestly, because they were, in my opinion, it was essentially who you cast your vote for for man of the match. It probably is down to one of those two. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a couple of really other good, uh, really good performances as well from uh, Justin Glad and, and uh, Brian Ojeda. I was very impressed with those two as well. But, I mean, Gavin Beavers... 
kept us in the game yes. at, at times and, and he just comes up huge uh, uh, time and time again and just looks so accomplished but then Rubio Rubin not only to get uh, a, a brace but put in a shift up top you know worked his socks mm-hmm. off as he's done all season to be fair to him got he's got into the right places all season he just hasn't been able to find the back of the net but to get that that brace uh, and that ultimately sees us over the line he just edges it for me um, just because of the, the situation he's been in and, and how difficult that must be as a goal scorer not putting the ball in the back of the net it, it does play on you mentally uh, and even though I didn't play at that level I know that if I went three or four games that a goal how frustrated I would be yeah. um, and, and to go 15 and, and probably longer because of the uh, last you know carrying on from right. last season yep. um, the fact that he's got a double tonight is is really impressive and, and a testament to the work that he's put in and the faith that the coaching staff have, have in him as well yeah no doubt about that all right we will take a time out here we'll come back on this I continue to break things down once again RSL beating Austin FC tonight 2-1. This is your RSL post-match show right here on the RSL. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. So Radio Network. Welcome back to the RSL Postmatch Show here on the RSL Radio Network. Spencer Warren, Jay Catch, breaking things down as RSL goes on the road and wins 2-1 at Austin FC. And uh, Spencer, got a couple of comments here uh, on social media. I'll pass mm-hmm. along. Good friend Landon Southwick, who's obviously uh, been filling on some games at Force this year, also does the Real Monarchs. Does a great job on that. He said, solid game by Beavers. Feels like he is starting to settle in. His big frame and length came up big today, and he's not wrong. No, no, no not at all. I think, you know, we're running out of superlatives for, for this kid because, yeah. you know, I, I think, honestly, the sky is the limit uh, for Gavin. Uh, I'd love for him to stay, but I know there's some European clubs you know, eyeing him and sniffing around. And as you as you should be, uh, 18 years old, he's he's doing what he's doing in Major League Soccer and looking so comfortable doing it. Um, that the confidence that he that he gives though that back line, mm-hmm. um, as I said, um, I like Zach McMath uh, when he comes out. He'll punch the ball more often than not, yeah. uh, which is smart if if you're not um, you know not as good at catching the ball or, or you know not as confident. But but Gavin just will claim it and I said that takes you the the confidence for the back line through the roof knowing that their goalkeeper is willing to come out and and put his body on the line and grab the ball uh, at full stretch and and I said it relieves pressure Um, I I just think that uh, again the sky's the limit for the kid and and I hope he has a long career at Real Salt Lake but if not you know all the best to him. Yeah, and Sean Moran weighing in with this. Uh, Rubin and Beaver's night overall. Good rotations again by Pablo. Onward and upward. And uh, it's, it's, kind of, that's the, it's what you got to do here. You got to carry this momentum forward, obviously, into a huge week upcoming as you have the uh, quarterfinals of the U.S. Open Cup Wednesday night against the Los Angeles Galaxy. And then welcome in the high-powered New York City FC in, into America First Field Saturday, Saturday night as you resume MLS action. Yeah, obviously, and NYCFC have had a bit of a... 
mm, I wouldn't say a, a stellar season. Um, they still by have their standards. Points. No, yeah, by no. their standards yeah. with the money money they've spent and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, goal scoring is not an issue, but they've been leaky at the back, mm-hmm. uh, conceding 22, which is, um, you know, just about five less than Real Salt Lake. But uh, again, we've we've talked about RSL struggles, but they're above the playoff line right now with uh, NYCFC, though. They sit in 13th in the Eastern Conference and uh, getting a late red card for the left wing back, Kufre, Brian Kufre. Um, uh, we'll add a little bit more spice with regards to RSL trying to get back on track mm-hmm. in Major League Soccer at home. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, uh, Spino, uh, any final thoughts from you as we wrap things up here on this RSL post-match show? Yeah, just, I mean, really final thoughts is just relief. Uh, yeah. Relief for the guys um, because he, uh, for all the moaning that uh, myself and, and the fan base do uh, for for the inconsistencies, when you pick up these results, it's huge, and you've got to enjoy the wins while we get them. And if it happens on the road, that's great. If we continue to do what we're doing on the road for the rest of the season and start to pick up things at home, all of a sudden things look a little bit more rosy. And you, <laughs> yeah. the transfer window opens early July, the first sure. week of July. Uh, you get a couple of uh, stellar additions, which hopefully uh, happens. And you bed those into the rotation as well. And all of a sudden, you know, RSL looking and sitting pretty. And, you know, we, we can uh, stop talking about the coaching staff, you know, uh, not doing things how we want them to do sure. it. And the front office, you know, maybe they're, they're not on the heels. I know they work really hard um, because I'm close enough with them to know what they're up to. Um, but, yeah, this, is, this could be a sweet moment for RSL uh, and, and could be a catalyst for uh, the U.S. Open Cup, which I'm excited about on Wednesday. Yep, that is the hope. Obviously, we will have coverage of that U.S. Open Cup match uh, starting uh, Wednesday night at 6.30. Looking forward to that one. Obviously, as mentioned, next week, Saturday, uh, Real Salt Lake resumes MLS action. So, a full coverage for you, 6.30, a pregame on both of those matches in the upcoming week right here on the RSL Radio Network. So, for Spencer, I'm Jake Christian. Big thanks to him behind the glass on a long night uh, for all of us here. Uh, this has been your RSL post-match show right here on the RSL Radio Radio Network. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.